Good morning. Ah, there's a lot of lights here. Uh, thank you for uh, coming this morning. Um, I was scheduled to speak this day, and uh, it's been a month of preparation. But then the last, you know, the last, the last thing of, uh, of the uh, before the message is the one that's really like, you know, uh, a lot of things going on, right? So it's hard to stand in in front of uh, many people. I I used to speak. Uh, uh, way back home, but uh, here it's different because you have to speak all in English. There you can you can just speak uh, our own language. Anyway, uh, we'd like to welcome our my mom. Uh, she's there. Uh, uh, three weeks ago, she came over. So uh, as you all know, my dad passed away uh, last February. So uh, she's free. <laughs> she's free now. <laughs> No, just kidding. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, before we even uh, go to the meat of the message uh, this morning, um, where's the perfect storm? I, I like uh, Brother Jesse how uh, put the, the background area and put it uh, uh, with the storm. I don't know if you saw the movie The Perfect Storm. Is that Russell Crowe, right? Huh? Russell Crowe. George Clooney? Oh, yeah. It was a nice movie too, right? But uh, the sitting was in the pool, and you have... Uh, it's amazing. Anyway, we're not talking about the movie. <laughs> All right, uh, before we even start, uh, all among you here can declare that they've been a Christian or a follower of Christ for uh, 50 years above. Going once, no 50 above? No? Okay. 40 years above. Oh, 40? I see one, two. 50. Omega is 40 years above. I think Nana Amy been in this church for 50 years, so she would be the 50 years above, right? 30 years above. I only see like, what, oh, maybe 10, 20 people. 20 years above, including me. 20? Ten years above. Don't be shy. Below ten years. There are some uh, few hands. Okay, so uh, Pastor Pastor is here. Pastor Natario at the back. Uh, he promised to <laughs> to be here because I'm gonna be speaking. So, <laughs> and he's there. He, he's true to his word. Uh, my goal for today is uh, for us to be encouraged to have more focus on our Lord Jesus Christ, especially in, in our times of trouble. So uh, that's my goal, we, uh, that we will have a leap of faith in our, in our uh, troubles. Uh, I, last week, Kuya uh, Alex talks about uh, crossing the finishing line. So I think this is also one, like, not a continuation, but... This will help us to, to, to be in that finished line that Kuya Alex talks about. Okay? So uh, our scripture is from the book of Matthew, chapter uh, 14, verse 22 to 33. Although this uh, uh, Jesus walks in the water, also mentioned in, uh, in Mark 6, 45 to 52, and John 6, uh, 16 to 21, but... Uh, Matthew has more details, and he has included uh, Peter uh, walking uh, in the water too. But uh, um, the two gospel, Mark and John, they don't have uh, the account of Peter. So, um, okay, before uh, uh, we uh, begin to our text, let me invite you to read the previous verses when Jesus uh, fed uh, 5,000 people with uh, Five loaves and two fish. This is the background of our text. Uh, can we flash uh, Matthew chapter 14, verse 13 to 21? Can we all read all together, please? Now when Jesus heard this, boat. So great crowd, and he compassion. Them, and he healed their sick. 
Now it was evening, the disciples came to him. This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. This we have only five loaves here to fish. He said, Bring them here. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down in the grass, and taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. And he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowd. And they all ate and were satisfied, and they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women. What a display of God's uh, power here, right? Uh, five loaves. Uh, there's a lot in Harina, right? Uh, yeah. Five loaves and two fish feeding 5,000 people with 12 baskets left over. Wow. So uh, can you imagine uh, being a disciple of Jesus at this time? Like, and then the person you follow would like, this is the guy, right? This is the guy. But uh, uh, in our text, uh, there's a lot of miracles that Jesus displayed before, before even uh, walking the water. Uh, but uh, the, the, this account of Matthew in chapter 14, Jesus walking the water, is, is I titled it the perfect storm because here there's something happened here that really, really, um, you know, uh, very important, uh, especially for us um, uh, and for the disciples. Okay. So, we, I would like to invite you all to bow down our heads and uh, we uh, pray before we even dig this thing. Right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for uh, your grace. Um, thank you for this time that... Uh, mouth uh, for this uh, uh, people of yours. We thank you for this uh, opportunity that uh, we can worship you, dear God. Uh, search our heart. Uh, cleanse us, dear God. Forgive us. On, uh, our, uh, mis- uh, sins and uh, shortcomings to you, dear God. And uh, we just want to pray that uh, they will hear more than what I said understand uh, more than the things that I explained to them. So we pray all the things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Um, can you put it on the screen? So immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. So uh, he, Jesus, uh, I'd like you to, uh, I'd like you to uh, uh, take note of the word made because uh, we're going to have that later. So after, the, uh, after Jesus fed the 5,000, uh, he made the disciples to go into the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And then verse 23 And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. So I want you to take note of the word pray and the word alone because we're going to discuss more that later. So um, nothing special happened yet at this time, right? It's, it's, you know, it's after dismissing the crowd and then uh, tell the disciples, you, you, you sail, you go to the other side. No, no surprises, no nothing. Um, in verse 24, and then it begins. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. So there you go. Uh, have you tried to travel from the south part of the Philippines, Sikihor? 
was from the South Park. Sikihor, uh, maybe. Uh, from you can actually take a boat from Cagayan de Oro, if you're familiar, Cagayan de Oro to to Cebu, and it will pass by Sikihor. And we have small ships before, and uh, every time those ships pass by Sikihor, it's like you're gonna die. <laughs> Uh, the big waves, and sometimes water will rush into inside the, the ship. And whenever the ship goes down, it's like it's not going up. So my mom, uh, she can attest that she will never uh, uh, be in the ship again. Uh, when we came to uh, Bohol, I think uh, my high school time, and she said, "That's it. <laughs> That's it. No more, <laughs> no more barco." <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna fly with the plane. <laughs> the plane. It's like, it's like you're gonna sink in the bottom. You can even see the waves while you're in the, in, 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 in the bottom of uh, that thing. So, um, well, unless you're in Super Ferry One, yeah, the big, the big one from Manila. Uh, it's like a hotel before. I mean, you're into one. It's like ah. You're sailing like nothing, right? It's bigger ships. Uh, no, no, nobody ha tried Super Ferry One or Super Ferry Two. No, nobody can relate that. You, get, you guys are rich. You, 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 you have airplanes, I guess. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, verse 25, Fort Watch. Uh, I want you to take note of that. And in the Fort Watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Have you seen a person walking on the sea? Huh? <laughs> Aaron? <laughs> you walked this? <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, let me continue to read that. Uh, verse 26, but when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were what? Terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in what? In fear. In the Philippines, we have a lot of ghost stories. I think every corner of the, our, our own local barangays or where you are in the Philippines, there's, there is a, a ghost story. And uh, every time, M, uh, MGB, you know MGB? Huh? You don't know Noli Di Castro? Magandang Gabi Bayan? Uh, every time Magandang Gabi Bayan episodes during, uh, uh, what do you call this, uh, the Halloween uh, thing here? What's it called? The holidays? Yeah, all the Saints Day, then the episode of Magandang Gabi Bayan is like <laughs> about uh, ghosts and ghost things, right? So, but. I remember I was in elementary. I'm not that young. I'm not that old. I was in elementary when still Magandang Bayan is in the top of the, the, the news telecast in the Philippines. And when Noli De Castro started talking about the episode of Ghost, I was like, you know, uh, sit beside my mom and just, because <laughs> it's, it's scary, right? It's scary. And can you imagine seeing a person walking in water? These disciples been fishermen. A lot of them fishermen. And they've been in that water for all their life. And every time they're there, when they stepped into that wave, so that water, what happened? Sink down. Can you blame them? It's a ghost, right? It's a ghost. Just continue. It's not a message. It's just an introduction. <laughs> so, uh, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. 
Easy to say. Easy to say, right? Do not be afraid. Uh, 28, and Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you in the water. And he said one word. But we, uh, come, so Peter got out of the boat and walked in the water and came to Jesus. What, what do you think the disciples uh, said to Pe Peter when, when, when he asked? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 don't go there. It's <laughs> it might be a ghost, right? Uh, but when he saw the wind, uh, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. 31, Jesus immediately, so I want you to remember that word, immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you have little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Surely, you are the Son of God. So why is it so special? Because this is the first time that they declare worship and declare, truly, you are the Son of God. So if you can remember, uh, there's another storm when Jesus was sleeping. And then uh, they woke up Jesus. Uh, and then I didn't, they didn't tell uh, each other that this is the Son of God. They just said, what kind of man is this that uh, he can control uh, the, the wind, right? So no declaration yet. But this time, declare. So let's go to, I have five points. Very straightforward. And then um, I think uh, five, ten minutes each, so less than an hour. Uh, things we can learn from it. Uh, five Fs. So I made it five Fs so that you guys can just easily remember it. The first one in verse 22 and 23. I'm going to read it again. Flash it, right? Okay. So immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to what? To pray. When he came, he was there alone. Prayer. Fellowship with God is a top priority. When was the last time you closed your door, the room, and talked to God? Loneliness. <laughs> Martes. We are cholesterol. Or it is only on Sunday that. Uh, we really have that time to really spend time to talk to God. I, I, I am guilty of this cause, because, you know, here in Canada, we're, we're busy, right? I work Monday to Friday, and not just work, but you have your, I, I have Ezra. Uh, uh, I have my ministries. Uh, we're, what, we're very busy. And uh, we, we seldom spend time with, with God alone. But here, Jesus is a very good example. He sent off his disciples. He went up to the mountain alone and talked to what? To, to the God the Father. He prayed. Prayed. 
So, uh, according to the Spend Time with God booklet uh, by Pastor Danny Hodges, um, he said four things. Find a quiet place. Verse 23, Jesus is alone. Alone. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Is that there? Okay, let me just read it to you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. No, verse 6. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. And pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. No? Um, When we pray, it should be a quiet place. Like if you really spend time with God in prayer, it's hard to pray like there's a lot of noise. Right? Uh, lately, uh, this year, our, in front of our uh, apartment building, there's townhouses that's going to be uh, built up. And it's, it's hard for us to, well, I, I, lately I haven't recorded uh, in the choir. Uh, Christine records uh, still, uh, but it's so noisy. There's construction equipment uh, banging, and and you can't have focus on prayer. And it's hard. It's hard, right? But we have to find a quiet place. That's what the Bible says. Second, it says, always include thanksgiving. Uh, Psalm 100, verse 4, if we can uh, go there. Is it there? Okay, Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Before we even sleep at night, we, we teach Ashra how to, how to pray. And maybe most of you also have uh, kids and you, you're teaching your, your children to, play, uh, to pray. Then Ezra will begin it. Jesus, thank you for the excavator. <laughs> thank you for, uh, for the day. Thank you for the, the toys that, that, that he has. And, uh, I, I think for his level, he's thankful of that. He's happy. That's what he's thanking for. Right? So maybe in our level, it's different. Right? So, sometimes I, I cut him off, but then I realize that in his level, that's, that's the way he, he want to thank God. I mean, so, so, but I, I could not uh, let him just continue. <laughs> you know, all the toys will be mentioned, and <laughs> we'll end up uh, just <laughs> paying for the toys. And then uh, in the middle, I, I, but we teach him really to... Uh, to thank first God uh, every time we pray. Uh, are we grateful? Amen? Are we grateful for, uh, uh, for the love of God that he, he gave his only son? Are we grateful for that? Or, um, or I, I don't know, when the last time we, we thank God for all the blessings that we have. Philippians 4.6. Do not be anxious about anything but in prayer, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. With thanksgiving. Another one, uh, he said at the book, uh, be specific in your prayer. If you want to mention a person in your prayer that needs really help, and mention the name. Don't just pray for all the sick in the world. Right? <laughs> Let's be specific. Uh, we have a brother uh, that needs prayer. We, we mention the name. Right? And we pray biblically. Of course, Jesus teaches us how to pray in Matthew 6, 
chapter 9, verse 13. I think everyone can uh, memorize this one. Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, I will be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hey. That's the first one, fellowship. The second F is fear is recognized by the Lord. God knows we're afraid. In verse 24, let me read it again. Verse 24, Matthew chapter 14. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking in the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking in the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And he cried out in fear. Fear can paralyze and trap you, especially in the face of tragedy, uncertainty, and circumstances beyond your control. When you are scared, your mind races uh, from one if to another, right? When we're in troubles and we have problems, what if? What am I going to do this? What if the result is like this? What if? We have a lot of what if, right? And worry takes over. And your imagination gets the better of reason. Are you imagining that oh, things are going to be like that? Right? Sometimes it pushes you to panic. That's how fear right, will affect us. What did God said? Do not be afraid. Let me show you a picture. Can you? Do you recognize that guy? I think only a few of you can recognize that. What's that? Uh, can, can we? Uh, I don't know how to, if you can, okay. That's, that's actually Ezra. When Ezra was born, uh, he's only 4.2 pounds. And it's a normal delivery for Christine. And Kriagari, uh, Atijeli can attest that. Pastor had been there. Uh, Ezra has no fats. A lot of us has fats right now, right? We're getting, <laughs> we're getting rid of the bill bill. But Ezra's problem, Ezra's problem, he has no fats. It's, it's just 4.2 pounds. It's just skeletons, skin, and some muscles, skulls. Every two hours, can you imagine? Every two hours, the nurse will put his foot with a needle. Every two hours for seven days that we were in the ICU. Can you imagine how many needles is that? 12 times 2, that's 24 in a day. Times seven days. Excluding... The ivies, because it's moving and they're going to reinsert it again. That's how many needles Ezra has during, during he was born. And the problem is, he's low in sugar. When it's, it's kind of, 
funny because uh, some members of the family, uh, it's <laughs> diabetic. <laughs> then here comes Ezra, <laughs> born with almost no sugar, right? I think there was a time that he has just two. I mean, when he was born after uh, Christine gave birth in, to him, they were transferred immediately to the ICU because he has to be monitored because you can be in shock when you don't have sugar. And for two or three days, the, the sugar is like 2.3, 2.4. It's... It's really, it's really disturbing. First time in my life I fear that, you know, I, I can't, until now, I, when, when, when I remember Ezra, the situation, I, I'm just uh, being so emotional, but I tell you, Uh, three days after, I was like all is exhausted, and the sugar is not still going up, and that brought down me and Christine to our knees and cried to the Lord for help. Sometimes, brethren, when you're not in the edge of of your trouble, you won't ask God. Right? But when the time comes that you're almost, you know, losing hope, there you will pour out your heart to God. Lord, you gave him to us, a gift. Please, please, he'll answer. Praise God for Esther's life. Uh, can, you, can we show the next picture now? And you can see him running. You can see him jumping right now. And he's even bigger for, for his age. For a two and a half. Or three years old at the park. And don't see how old is he? He's only two and a half. He's big. He's big. He kicks a lot. Could be uh, the effect of this needles that <laughs> been put on him for. God answers prayer, amen. God is there all the time; He will never leave you. So that's him right now, and uh, even his Lola can't can't catch him. His Lola is having hard time, hard time. Uh, so he, he don't go to the park alone because uh, my mom couldn't catch him when he's running. The fourth day of that, the sugar going up 2.5, 2.8, goes 3.2, 3.4, goes up, goes up. And thank you for some of the brethren who came to pray for us and for those who had uh, known about the situation. Thank you for your prayer. And praise God. Praise God for Ezra's life. Number three. Faith requires stepping out of the boat. 
Many writers have commented uh, on Peter's walk on water. Some have talked about his lack of faith, you know, uh, resulting in his beginning to sink. Others have mentioned how he took his eyes off of Jesus. But brethren, whatever we say about Peter, he has that kind of faith that other disciples don't have. Because he's the only one who stepped out the boat. What if it's really a ghost? Right? Because there's a lot of superstitious belief before uh, in that in the Sea of Galilee during their time that uh, the violent uh, storms there were, were made by, by the ghost. Right? Peter was the only one who actually got out of the boat and stepped into the waves. Also, when he's sinking, he knows the right person to call. Who do we call when we were in our edge of our troubles? Some of us will call, call a friend. Some of, uh, some of us will type Google. Uh, how to... How to be you. <laughs> hey? But most of the times, we never ever call right away God in our troubles. Is that right? He could ask for the other disciples throw me a line, throw me a rope. Right? He's sinking. He knows the right guy calls for help. He asks Jesus. Who's that right guy for us when, you know, when we are in trouble that we call on? Is it Jesus? Or because we as humans, we are really like maybe wired to exhaust first everything that we can do before asking for help, right? We, we, we rarely, if we can solve it, we will solve it before asking for help. But Peter knows in his time of troubles, when he's sinking, he knows who to help, who to ask for help. He asks for Jesus. Peter seemed to have more faith than anyone else on that boat that night. So what is interesting here, uh, when they heard the voice of Jesus, Peter called out for confirmation, right? I think he just wants to make sure that it is really Jesus. Because it could be a ghost. So if it's you, tell me to come to you. Peter must have been shocked when Jesus said, Come! I was like, Oh no! <laughs> I've been walking in this water. I've been, I've been sailing in this water uh, all my life. Peter is a, is a good fisherman. Every, every time I, I sank down to the bottom. What did Peter do? Step out the boat. The other disciples must have been, uh, you know, <laughs> must, must have tried to stop Peter from doing so. But it's, it's not written in the Bible. It's just, you know. He actually walks in the water. Can you imagine that? Never in my life I saw a, a person walking. I don't know if you know David Blaine, the magician. Yeah. He, I think it was the setting was in the desert and uh, he walks in the water. But after the, you know, they, they actually put something 
transparent and in the surface so he can walk. It's not really he walks in the water. But here, Peter walks in the water. Wow. He only began to, to sink when he what? When he saw the winds. Can we flash that? He said, come, so Peter got out the boat and walked in the water and came to Jesus. Uh, next verse, so that we can. When he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out to the Lord, save me. I'm not going to stick into Peter because I don't want you to. I want, I want us to focus on Jesus. But uh, I want us to learn from Peter too, right? Uh, sometimes in our troubles, instead of focusing on Jesus, we are so worried in our circumstances that we lost track because of our fear. Because of our fear. Sometimes our fear drifts us away from Jesus. Sometimes our troubles drift us away from Jesus. Some of us lost somebody during the pandemic. Some of us lost our jobs. Some of us have problems in our family. Some of us drift away from God because of what happened. Instead of the number four point, which is we have to focus on Jesus. Amen? Let me show you another picture. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, can adjust the lights here. Um, uh, way back 2006, I was in, I finished management in Xavier University and I transferred to Aliseo de Cagayan University for nursing. And uh, it's a review time for me, 2006. Yeah, that's better. Uh, so this, this, we have this Bible study group uh, that uh, I'm handling. And uh, that's my brother, actually, right there in the middle, closing the eyes. Uh, he's in the U.S. right now. Um, the rest, are, that's, let me just show you one more very specific person in the middle, smiling on the left side of my brother. That's uh, Debbie, Ati Debbie. We call, we call her Ati Debbie. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about her. Okay, so uh, so we started with uh, just uh, six uh, students uh, that time, and then we grow twelve to fifteen every Friday. We pure Bible study. And these guys keep coming back. Pure Bible study. We don't even have well out of my own packet, you know, you, you buy Coke and you buy some bread, uh, you know, for, for snacks. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was way back. So, Ati Debbie, um, I actually asked the parents uh, for, for this, if I can share, and they, they let me too. So, uh, can we show the other picture? That was 2019 when I went home back to the Philippines. Um, that's her. Um, that's my brother in the U.S. Uh, they're very close. Uh, me and Ati Debbie are also close. Call her Ati Debbie. Okay. Okay. So she was born Deborah Don Acacio Torigosa. 
was born on January 20, 1990. Still young. 1990. 2016, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, stage 2. She gone through mastectomy. Can you, can you imagine uh, a single lady? around 25, 26 years old, gone into mastectomy already. Can you imagine the struggle of that? Cycles of chemotherapy. You know what happened when there's chemotherapy, right? Radiation and hormonal therapy, not to mention the follow-up checkups. She was a cancer survivor. She was cancer-free for, for a few years. And she got back to work to Bethel Baptist Hospital as a nurse. Fast forward 2020, pandemic, right? Pandemic starts 2020. This is from uh, her mother's word. Little did we know that cancer was back. This time on her bone and brain. Again, she undergone series of diagnostic tests and treatments in the middle of the pandemic. Can you imagine during the pandemic, especially in the Philippines? The hospital was our second home for the past years. It was painful to her and us. Ati Debbie was readmitted at Bethel Baptist Hospital for almost a month. She deteriorated fast and suffered terrible pain. Can you show me that picture? I, almost every, not every day, but almost maybe two, three times a week, we talk. I call her. Whenever he, uh, she needs somebody to call, she, she, she will message me. Kuya, I, I already know what, what, what's going on. She suffered terrible pain. Even medications, morphine, and lots of morphine cannot help anymore. Unbearable pain. But but this lady, you know, this lady, she's she's so active in church. Even if even during the time of of his of her time when she has cancer treatment and everything, even if her left hand can't can move properly, she's teaching in the church. She never left focus on Jesus Christ, even if she has the cancer. Even in her deathbed, she still pray. And she's, she told me, yeah. She can't, she can't, she can't bear it anymore, the pain. I'm praying to God that if he can get me now because of that pain. Next time I tried to call her, she can't answer the phone anymore. Or I talk to her brother. And I think her brother also a nurse taking care of her in the hospital. He said, I think he, she, she's gone. 
December 25, 2021, at the age of 31, Ate Debbie passed away. Another picture? I, I want to remember him like this. She's a very smiling person, just like me. You know, like, uh, <laughs> love to smile. Uh, she sings. She sings a lot for the Lord, even, even, even in her circumstances. She never left her faith. She, she, she focused. She focused on God. So in our troubles, in our troubles, if we have focus on our Savior, immediately, that's what the Bible says. When Peter is sinking and asked and cried to the Lord for help, Lord, save me. Immediately, God reached Peter's hand and saved him. Amen? What about your troubles? What about our own troubles? What about our own experience, experience especially during the pandemic? lose a lot of people. I lost my dad. I lost my mother-in-law. Okay, Gary just lost uh, her mom, uh, his mom. Uh, a lot of us lost everybody. Peter did not begin to sink until he started looking around at the wind and the waves. When we take our eyes off Jesus and focus on difficult circumstances, we begin to sink under the weight our own problems. If we cry out to Jesus in faith, he will catch us by the hand and raise us above seemingly impossible surroundings. God is there all the time in our trouble. He intercedes by the times we fail to recognize him. Even disregarded him. And instead tries our best to work things out until all, all are exhausted. Then we ask Jesus for help. Then. When Peter is about to sink, he asks for Christ's help. And immediately Jesus reaches his hand immediately. We call for help in faith, believing that Jesus will deliver us from our troubles. Then and then immediately, Jesus will reach out and rescue us. Amen? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Can we flash that? Psalm 23. Sorry. I think I didn't. I caught you guys on this one. Okay, let's, uh, I'm going to read just Psalm 23. Or if you can memorize it. Let's... Uh, Read it all together. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Last if. Very short. Fervent worship is our response. Verse 32, back to Matthew. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. 
And those in the boat worship him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. First time for the disciples. Say that, declare that. After God shows his mercy and grace, rescuing us from our troubles, do we give God praise? Do we worship God like the disciples do? God loves us to worship him. God loves us to worship him. In our troubles, are we, do we end up victorious with Christ and claim all the merits by ourselves? Or we point it to God for his glory. A lot of us struggles, different struggles, maybe family, maybe financial, maybe losing somebody, maybe a relationship. What do we talk to? What do we ask to rescue us in our times of trouble? Beloved, when we are going to follow Jesus Christ wholeheartedly, Jesus commanded the 12 disciples to sail on the boat. They never asked questions. Sail. They obey Christ. They just obey. And they have troubles with the storms. But God knows where they are. And God knows when is he going to go to them, to rescue them, to help them. Amen? We Sunday school earlier, we talked about comfort zone. In our life's boat, we are so comfortable right now. Clean out the church, you know, work Monday to Friday. Uh, maybe go to the mall, you know, you know, go to the nature, uh, spend time with, you know, that's not bad. It's good. It's good. Sometimes we are so comfortable in our status right now. We forgot that God needs us, that God has a lot of work, and he needs us. He needs us to step out that boat, you know, for his glory. Is Jesus calling you to do something for his glory? Are you going to step out of your boat, your comfort zone, and follow him with a leap of faith? What kind of storm you have right now? You're losing somebody? Difficulty, time, from pandemic, financial? Are you going to be walking with Jesus in water? Or you will sink down to the bottom? Reach out to God, beloved. God is in control. Amen? Whatever we have, God is in control. He's only a prayer. Let's pray.
peace, and give you peace.